You are listening to live coverage of the 2016 U.S. presidential debate here on the Bell Media Talk Radio Network. Ryan Doyle with you. Evan Solomon, host of CTV's Question Period, national affairs specialist here at Bell Media. The candidates are now shaking hands. Their family members, Bill Clinton, Chelsea Clinton on the stage on the Trump camp. Uh, you've got his wife, Melania, and the Trump children filing in on stage. Evan Solomon, well over an hour and a half worth of back and forth. I think maybe the niceties lasted about 60 seconds, and the rest, the gloves were off. Yeah, what an extraordinary debate we just saw. It was actually more civil at the beginning than I thought. Trump seemed subdued. They talked a bit of policy. Then slowly they started to unravel. They started to talk over Lester Holt. Um, Look, everyone wants to know right off the bat who won. You can't tell right away. The spinners for both sides are going to say our person won. The Trump supporters say he was great. The Clinton supporters say she was great. My view here, Ryan, is that Donald Trump was in a lot of trouble. He sounded incoherent a lot. He sounded very incoherent on the birther issue, on the NATO issue, on the foreign policy issue. He didn't really tack her about Benghazi. He had a really tough explanation on his income tax. She wasn't great. Hillary Clinton was not perfect. But it was incredible to listen to Donald Trump uh, say things that I've never heard anything like it. At one point, he actually said, She accused him of not paying taxes, and he actually said, that's because I'm smart. I've never heard a candidate say that. So there were things here, and I thought Donald Trump had to show he was presidential. I thought he was going to go on the offense. I think he was on the defense a lot. And I think if you're in the Clinton camp, you got to be very happy with the outcome of that debate. I see. I would disagree a, a touch with you here, Evan, because I watched it a, a little bit differently. If we're going to use a boxing reference, I would say that Donald Trump probably won the first five or six rounds of this fight. Once it started to turn to issues of foreign policy, that's where Hillary Clinton was was back on safe ground, where Donald Trump did sound uh, sort of like he was stumbling and fumbling for words. He didn't really make coherent points uh, about what his plan would be going forward and couldn't even get those vintage kind of digs in at Secretary Clinton. So I would give it, give it almost a draw at the end. You're right, though. The end of it all is going to be decided and parsed out between the spin doctors and the people who do this kind of thing for a living. You know, l- let's just go over what happened. At the beginning, they talked about jobs, and both of them talked. It was very stump speech. I've seen the speeches many times. Donald Trump talks about companies like Carrier, who Mm -hmm. have gone to Mexico, uh, NAFTA being a terrible trade deal. Uh, Those play well for Donald Trump. And you're right. Uh, That is his campaign. Uh, These are bad trade deals. We've lost jobs. He's targeting uh, swing states and Rust Belt states like Michigan and Ohio. Very important for the Republicans to win. Clinton, on the other hand, uh, really saying we got to work together and... uh, You know, she was on the defensive on the NAFTA, on the trade deals. Absolutely. Then they moved a little uh, on law and order. Again, for him, that plays to his base, which is largely a white male base. uh, And he's trying to expand that. She on the law and order question and about police killings, she played to a base for the Democrat Party and for her African-American Latino. Very important. They both have to expand that. So, you know, they're going back and forth. But then I really thought Donald Trump, instead of keeping his cool, keeping his campaign rhetoric, 
he started to get thrown off a bit mm-hmm. by by her, and I was surprised by that. I thought he, I thought it would be the opposite that he would attack her more on Benghazi, her more on emails. By the way, I should say this: I'm not sure whether she made a, a mistake or not in admitting that her email issue was a mistake. And I think Donald Trump scored a very big point on her when she said, "I'd made a." A mistake, I wouldn't do it again. And he said, no, your emails were more than a mistake. I thought that was a, maybe his strongest moment. But then she hit him really hard right back on his taxes and not paying his taxes. And we went back and forth on emails versus release your taxes. Let's, let, let's take a little, little listen to that because I, I thought that was a real poignant moment when they started to exchange almost a, a, a bargaining session of you release this, I'll show you mine, you show me yours. Here it is. We have a situation in this country that has to be taken care of. I will release my tax returns against my lawyer's wishes. When she releases her 33,000 emails that have been deleted, as soon as she releases them, I will release, I will release my tax returns. Now, of course, Evan, she's not going to take him up on that, but good theater. It's a smart call for him, but I don't understand what he's, he's gone back and forth on this. Uh, The email issues is very damaging to Hillary Clinton. It's inexplicable why she's dissembled on it. And she's had multiple explanations and has hurt her campaign very badly in the last month. So there's no getting around it. She tried to cauterize the wound by saying she made a mistake and tried to stop cam-splaining, right? She's, you know, which is what they're trying to do. He, on the other hand, was very confused about his tax returns. He said, you know, at one point he had said Mitt Romney released his on September 12th. Well, we're long past that date. Uh, Then he said... You know, campaign uh, or tax returns don't reveal anything important. Okay, then why don't you release them? It was an odd thing. He had no clear explanation on the birther issue. He had no clear issue uh, explanation on the lawsuits about uh, buildings that were had racist policies. He had no clear issue on uh, the tax return issues. And I'm surprised because these were not surprising things. Hillary Clinton has brought them up dozens of times. I assumed that Trump would have at least an answer. Now, whether it's good or bad, we can debate. But it was as if he didn't have an answer. And it was, by the way, very similar to his answer on the invasion of Iraq and his confusion on Libya. At one point, you know, he had supported the invasion of Libya and he was very confused on his explanation on whether he supported Iraq or not, which has been critical. And I was just surprised that he wasn't prepared for those fundamental answers. Ryan, at one point, he said... NATO should never have attacked Libya. He said that in the debate. Mm -hmm. And then later he said, if I was in charge of NATO, we'd go into the Middle East and bomb the hell out of someone. Well, wait a second. You can't have it both ways. So, you know, you know, these are just issues that I'm not sure they matter because you never know how anything plays with Donald Trump and his supporters. But it was hard to follow some of those explanations. She can be pedantic and boring and condescending. And she was at times all three of those. But she was at least coherent. You are listening to live coverage of the 2016 U.S. presidential debate here on the Bell Media Talk Radio Network. Let me ask you, those two questions about taxes and the birther issue obviously play negative towards Trump. Those are questions asked by the moderator. Do you think he's going to be able to use that perhaps to say, listen, Lester Holt clearly against me, clearly in the pocket of the liberal media? Well, of course, you know, his job, and he said it in the debate, Ryan, He said the media, the mainstream media is a tool of the Clinton campaign. This is a an old trope and it's a very important one for the Trump campaign. 
And, and Trump showed that he hadn't really prepared for the debate. He said that he hadn't really pre- overprepared, and it showed. The question is, what does it do? Well, look, the guy's running neck and neck with Hillary Clinton, and he's right that Clinton's outspent him, and, and they're still neck and neck. But Trump's m- fundamental problem is that he's got to expand the Republican base. Now, just think about this. You know, uh, the white male vote was won mainly by Mitt Romney and Ronald Reagan, the same percentages, but Romney lost and Reagan won. You've got to expand that base and that tent if you want to win if you're Donald Trump. And I don't know if tonight he did that. Ryan Doyle with Evan Solomon, host of CTV's Question Period, our national affairs specialist with Bell Media. We will come back. We'll take you into the room. What's the conversation like now that the debate has actually happened? We'll check in with our people inside the room as live coverage of the 2016 U.S. presidential debate continues right here on the Bell Media Talk Radio Network. Live coverage of the 2016 U.S. presidential debate continues on the Bell Media Talk Radio Network. Ryan Doyle, along with Evan Solomon, host of CTV's Question Period, our national affairs specialist here at Bell Media. I want to bring in Jennifer Hollett, who is the head of news and government at Twitter Canada, in the room tonight for the debate between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump, which you just heard live on the Bell Media Talk Radio Network. Uh, Jennifer, your impressions to what you saw tonight. What was it like being in that room? Well, what it flew by, and I felt like we were at the heart of the Coliseum especially being surrounded by a thousand journalists. Uh, Trump got a lot of laughs from, from the journalists in this room, and they've covered a lot of debates. I felt Trump was controlling the debate. Uh, Lester Holt seemed irrelevant, but Hillary was in control at the same time. Evan, would you agree with that assessment that Lester Holt sort of faded off into the shadows and Hillary Clinton did look like she was in control in a sense? Uh, I thought Lester Holt faded at the beginning, but then he came off at uh, quite strong and challenging Trump on a number of issues. And, you know, just one indication of this is, you know, Breitbart, which is very much a Trump supporting website, um, has already got a story five ways that Lester Holt helped out Hillary Clinton. So, you know, they're already not happy with that. And that's one indication that they're concerned that Donald Trump was hurt and they're going to use the mainstream media against us, victimization. And and I understand that. Look, Trump did well on some issues, on jobs, on growth, on the anti-NAFTA narrative, uh, on the mainstream media issue. Those are are things that uh, are absolutely major chords in the Trump orchestra. They, They absolutely resonate but he did very badly on some other issues he just looked ill-prepared on some fundamental issues like the birther issue the foreign policy issue and i think overall um you know this did not help donald trump i thought donald trump uh had a lot of momentum going into this and you know he had to galvanize a lot of republicans who were holding their nose but more importantly holding their wallets they were not republican donors were not giving money to trump and now that now they're starting to open them up because he had momentum. I don't think in the end, and we'll see, but I don't think tr- Donald Trump did enough to convey to re- conventional establishment Republicans, I have the temperament to be the president, even though he claimed he has a, quote, winning temperament, Ryan, which I don't know what that means. Jen Hollett, you mentioned the laughs in the room. Did, did you get a sense that he was having them laugh, but at the same time, perhaps he won the room tonight? Well, he kept the date, debate alive. There was this big question before the debate, which Trump was going to show up. Well, the Donald Trump, who's been running in this election, showed up. And a quick snapshot, 
we took a look at the Twitter data over the last hour and a half, and the top three most tweeted debate moments, the first one was Trump saying that he has a good temperament. Uh, the second one was Trump's comments on stop and frisk. And the third was Trump and Clinton in their exchange over uh, plan for defeating ISIS. And uh, the share of Twitter conversation, 62% of people tweeting about Donald Trump, 38% Hillary Clinton. So the discussion still is revolving around Trump for the most part. Let me let me go back in time to that moment where, where they got into it about Hillary Clinton and her lifelong battle against ISIS. This well, you just opened the next segment. Well, which look, can I just finish? Actually, I, I think I, to, I, think did, I should. You, I'm going to give you a go to her website right here, and you take a look at her segment. website. She's going to raise taxes, $1.3 trillion. Mr. Trump, I'm and gonna, look at her website. You know what? It's no different than this. She's telling us how to fight ISIS. Just go to her website. She tells you how to fight ISIS on her website. I don't think General Douglas MacArthur would like that right, too the much. Next, the, next, the next segment, we're continuing well, the subject. Well, at least I have a plan to fight ISIS. No, no. You're telling the enemy everything you want to do. No, we're not. See, you're no, telling the not. enemy everything we you are, want to do. No wonder you've been fighting. fighting. No wonder you've been fighting ISIS your Folks. entire adult life. Evan Solomon, I thought that was a win there for Donald Trump. That was when he started to look in control of the debate. Yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, maybe. Okay. Uh, I thought he was strong, and you know this. And and this is the question: Does he look out of control, or does he look tough? This is a great question. I think this is the greatest political riddle. Some pundits will say he looks out of control. He's factually inaccurate. What is he talking about? Fighting ISIS her entire adult life. ISIS hasn't been around that long. It's a, it's an, an an impossibly inaccurate statement. So does he look out of control? Or some, and the polls bear this out. People say he looks tough. He looks in control. She looks like the establishment, the old problem. She's associated with the quagmires of the Middle East. So you know the question whether I think or you think that Donald Trump looks in control there. You know, this is the great riddle. Does that mm. inaccurate remark, because it was inaccurate, <laughs> but yet he's the master of the soundbite. It sounds good. There's not much to it accurately, but it works. Is that out of control or is it tough and decisive? I don't know the answer. Apparently about 50% of Americans think it's decisive and 50% of Americans think it's crazy. And about 5% of the rest of the swing voters are going to decide this election. I also thought it was interesting that Donald Trump at points in the debate tonight started to play the role of the victim, which I, I haven't seen before unless he's sort of shifting it around to, you know, the media is up against me and what have you. But this, it felt like he was, you know, okay, I was not trying to take the high road. I was trying to take the high road. Uh, Hillary Clinton's got the negative ads against me. I'm not going to say bad things about her. That was a little bit of a different uh, tweak or a torque to his messaging. Yeah, it was surprising. I, I I don't know what he was saying. I have something very nasty to say about Hillary Clinton, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to say it. Oh, okay. Uh, at one point he said, um, I've opened a club that was not racist, you know, when he talked about Palm Springs. he I, I'm not sure what he's saying there. And again, you know, he's attacked. Hillary Clinton was attacking him on, on a bunch of issues. Um, I, at one point, uh, Lester Holt held him to account on the birther issue, saying, you know, he produced his birth certificate, Barack Obama, in 2011, but until two months ago, you were still talking about it. And Donald Trump said, I think I really helped the president by producing the birth certificate. So, again, let's not apply conventional standards. There are too many people that are saying, let's fact check Donald Trump, but he doesn't make logical sense. You know what? That has been true throughout the entire campaign. 
He is not running to make sense. He is not running to get tenure at a university. What? And he is running to be the president, but he is tapping into an anger that seems to have a distant relationship to rational thought, that there are people who are just so PO'd at the broken Washington, so mad that the rich are getting richer and the poor are getting poorer, so mad that jobs are fleeing, so mad that immigrants are coming, and he understands that anger. And so, you, it's, you know, while Hillary Clinton was more thoughtful, he is sticking to a campaign strategy which says to the pundits, hey, screw you and your fact-checking. What I'm tapping into is emotion, emotion, emotion. Now, it makes a lot of people very nervous, but that was the Trump script tonight. And so on one level, I think he failed miserably to make a lot of logical sense on some issues. On an emotional level, though, Trump does what Jennifer just talked about. He gets people to talk about him and pay attention, and that's how you win elections. All right. With the 60 seconds we have left, we talked about it leading up to the debate tonight. Was there that knockout punch in your sense, or we were just looking at uh, a few jabs here and there? There was a lot of knockout uh, type zingers. Uh, There was a lot of them. Uh, I don't know if one necessarily stood out. I really do think Donald Trump made a major mistake saying he was smart, that he didn't pay taxes. It happened so fast, though, I don't think it stood out. I think in the end, my gut says uh, this helps Hillary Clinton a bit. It hurts Donald Trump. There's two more debates. This will not be a debate that fundamentally changes the dynamic of the polls, but it will motivate the Democratic base. One wild night, Evan Solomon. It's been a pleasure uh, hosting this with you this, uh, this evening. Ryan, a real pleasure. Can can it get more exciting and fun than that? Monday Night Football had no chance. No chance at all. Evan Solomon, host of CTV's Question Period, national affairs specialist with Bell Media. My thanks to Drew Garner and to Ben Harrison. I can't wait for round number two. I don't know about you. You've been listening to the 2016 U.S. presidential debate right here on the Bell Media Talk Radio Network. You've been listening to live coverage of the 2016 U.S. presidential debate on the Bell Media Talk Radio Network. 